0: Uh, SB Nation's Daily Norseman, but yes, uh, thanks for having me on.
1: Isn't SB Nation part of Bleacher Report, or am I way off on that?
0: It is not, no. We're separate.
1: (laughs) This is off to a stellar, stellar story. (laughs) For a Vikings fan, he was probably the first person that I didn't want to use a prison shank on. So that's a plus.
2: I mean, put him in purple and see how you feel. Over the phone, it's a little bit different.
1: Yeah, but, it's uh, the usual yeah, thing.
2: Pretty. Yeah. Cool. Hi, this is Jerry Kramer, and you're listening to The Sweep.
3: Oh, I have Sizzle.
0: How do you know what that means? No one knows what it means, but it's provocative. <gasps> it
1: gets broke. the people going. All right, here we go, fella. Let's have a little fun today. is going on Pack Nation. We are back again to do what we do best and talk some Packer football. Tonight I am joined again by Cameron Gilbert, along with special guest who covers the Minnesota Vikings with the Daily Norseman, Eric Thompson. But first, a quick shout out to our sponsors, The Ground Round and Nina and Pride and Glory Clothing Company. The Ground Round and Nina has been our faithful sponsor since day one and is the place to go in the Fox Valley for any sporting events. Over 21 TVs fixed on Wisconsin sports. Mix that with some incredible food, amazing drinks, giveaways on game days. It is the place to be. Make sure you check them out or have them delivered to you on game day. But if I were you, I'd be making the trip to Nina. Check them out on Facebook, Twitter, or groundroundnina.com. And of course, our other sponsor, Pride and Glory Clothing Company, who has resurrected from the dead and is back in the game. The Left Guard shirt, an homage to the restaurants of the 70s, and the Sweep 2.0, which depicts the infamous play of Lombardi's Packers, are both back in stock. Be on the lookout for new shirt designs during the season and check them out on Twitter and Facebook or PrideAndGlory63.com for game day giveaways every week. If you guess the correct score, you can win a free t-shirt or more. And always make sure and follow the Sweep on Facebook, Twitter, iTunes, PackToTheFuture.com, and now on SoundCloud. All right, before we get to the enemy, let's welcome back from last week. He did just such a great job. Cameron Gilbert, what has happened to my man?
2: Thanks so much for having me, Fred. Great to be back. Great to get away with a win.
1: I feel like you have to be on, though, because of what happened. Oh, my God. You kind of, it's like, I don't know. Is there words yet?
2: Um, I still st- I feel like I, I'm, I'm sitting on a uh, a bag of money that I robbed from a bank and I'm just waiting <laughs> for the FBI to show up and like they're going to come and tell me that, you know, I mean, I guess there, there is the trade-off, you know, Rogers might be hurt for more than, you know, just a few days. So, uh, but man, that was magical. It was, was magical.
1: It was the first time uh, that I can remember in my life, there's a lot of blurry time, but The first time that I can remember that I got up out of my chair, walked into the bedroom and put my stuff on my little side table. And my wife looked at me and she said, what are you doing? And I was like, I I just can't, I cannot, I can't do it. I cannot deal with this again. I'm like, we've waited so long for this. We had to go all last season. Pretty much. He finally, the season starts. We're so excited. And after a few minutes, it it was all taken away, and I and I just the, the thought of going through a whole year without Rogers, having to deal with the winters that we deal with. I mean, that's Packers are the only thing that make the winters okay here. Um, yeah, I just I couldn't I couldn't fathom dealing with it, and I just I I was done. I just couldn't do it. She looked at me, Cam. I'm not even kidding you, with this just fiery eyes, and she said, Frederick Gordon Thurston you turn that <laughs> game back on right now. And I looked at her and I said, okay. And I turned it back on. You got on. a good one. Yeah. And she fell asleep right away. She was out. Uh, she loves the Packers, but she doesn't watch it the same way that I do, obviously. And I watched the game. And in the morning, she woke up. Actually, it was like one o'clock. She woke up to use the bathroom and I kind of woke me up. And she she looked at me and she's like, did they win? And I looked at her and I said, I love you more than anything in this world. <laughs> and I knew when I married you, there was a reason. And that is the true story, folks. It was my wife who brought me back. Uh, Cause I was ready to be done. And it, I, I, I put a tweet out of my first tweet that I think ever kind of somewhat got viral. I think I ended up having like 800 likes, which is just unbelievable. Um, oh, nice. And it, it described the emotion of that night and just, you know, the next day I was exhausted. I was absolutely exhausted uh, from the day and just what had happened. Um, I'll quick read you the tweet here. Uh, my my first ever, ever real viral tweet, I guess you could say, which it's not even really because I think viral to me is a way different than what viral is to other people. Um, but I wrote, uh, last night, was probably one of the most emotional games I have ever watched. To be so excited, then so let down, then scared, then broken, then ecstatic, then befuddled, then happier than ever. I feel like I relived 32 years of my life in three hours. And frankly, I am just exhausted.
2: It was people, it was such a roller coaster.
1: It was insane. insane.
2: It's funny. It's funny you mentioned your your wife fell asleep because my sister was down here visiting me. And uh, we went to Will's Northwoods, uh, which is the greatest Packers bar outside of Wisconsin. I don't care what kettle of fish says. Will's Northwoods is the best. We call it Camp Randall South. Um, nice. and, and it's, you know, cheese curds and lining kugels and giant, giant Packers cups. And, uh, you know, my sister drank herself under the table by the end of the first half. And, and we came home and she passed out. And I, uh, you know, I ended up like shouting at her at like 1130 or something like, I can't believe we won. I'm like trying to slap her awake. Um, it was she didn't believe me. She woke up and didn't believe me until the next day. And uh, it was it was it was just something else like like you saw that like the air sucked out of a stadium. You saw the momentum going all one way. And then you just see the bad man kind of limp out onto the field. And you know it's, it's not the same game. It's, it's just uh, it's incredible. And for the fact that it was the Bears, the fact that it was opening day, uh, the fact that Khalil Mack showed up and that defense showed up, uh, it was an incredible game.
1: Was it the greatest performance of Packer history? Ooh.
2: I don't know if it the a, greatest performance. In
1: pa- I got a couple. That's, I that's got, tough. I, got a, someone, I put that out there. And someone came back with uh far playing the raiders after his dad had passed
2: after his dad died. yeah yeah matt, um that's
1: pretty hard to to beat
2: Bart star audibling into the sneak
1: matt flynn throwing for 480 yards and six touchdowns <laughs> matt flynn
2: oh my god Matt forever Favre. forever dude
1: he that game let me tell you another quick story here and i probably put this on the suite before but that exact game uh, was the final championship game for my fantasy league that that year and and you uh, started Matt Flynn and I it, Rogers was out and I was at a bar and I had two running backs that I had played before that that I didn't realize were hurt so I had two running backs were gone um, and I and I Rogers was hurt and so I had uh, Flynn just for fun and somebody else, and I was all pissed up and I go, you know what screw it I'm just going to put Flynn in just to just to have something to cheer for and I by the end of that that game I think I had bought the whole bar like three shots because I knew the money was coming and it was just one of those things that it it blew my mind so forever I am indebted to Matt Flynn so any chance I get to throw him in there I'm gonna Um, well
2: hey I wish we had I wish we had some more backup quarterbacks who could come in here and and play that would be nice
1: I mean Matt Flynn is legendary at that point right um it, it 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 doesn't beat far with his dad because that's just a whole other level of of play there but and that was just he blew,
2: he blew them away the whole game he was just playing yeah. out of his mind
1: 22 for 30 399 and four touchdowns i mean it's it's kind of insane the emotion i mean i i remember watching it obviously and the passes weren't even that good a lot of them were just Hail mary type toss ups But everybody kept coming down with him. It was like they just. They were playing
2: for him, too. Yeah.
1: It was meant to be. And uh, so, yeah, I don't know if I compare that to that, but the way that Rodgers goes down, the 100th season, the Bears, uh, and then the way to come, you know, everyone said when he was going out on the cart, you know, let's not forget that, the look in his eyes, the tears in his eyes, everyone thought this was it. I mean, everything pointed to that, that was done. And to him come out. you know Willis Reed type, and just do what he. I mean, that, besides him coming back, the game in the in itself, we were just getting destroyed. I mean, it, it. Yeah. The whole aspect, the whole first quarter, the whole first half, it wasn't just. It was the defense. The Bears' defense was killing us. Trubisky looked like Rodgers. Uh, we couldn't stop anything. I mean, it, it looked like there was so much. To, it looked like we had regressed. To the 70s Packers within a minute and so him yeah, to come bad. back out and completely flip the game was just you, you gotta give, you gotta give a
2: credit to like Toronto Ellison on that catch that was an incredible yes, catch not just an incredible sure. throw um Cobb on that run I mean those receivers were getting yak. they were the, the yards after catch was that made the second half for us and and you know like give it up to Belaga too I mean he yeah he got roughed up a couple of times in the first half and then he kind of stood tall. And then uh, for some reason they stopped bringing a lot of pressure um, towards the end of the third quarter. And, and they were sort of just letting Rogers hit timing throws. And uh, you don't want to do that. I mean, you don't want to improvise, but you also don't want to uh, let him stay on the spot. I mean, one of the great things about Cleo Mack is, is that he just pushes the pocket and he's a bull rusher. He, he doesn't have bend like Von Miller does to like to speed around a corner. Like he, he bull rushes most of the time. And that really can offset uh, your whole offensive line, your whole offensive scheme and where the ball is being released from. But uh, big ups to the to the whole team for kind of coming together in the second half. I think that's that's what you want to see. If, if, if you're going to be sloppy, it better be in the first half.
1: Well, and even the coaching staff, I mean, impressed with the adjustments they made. Uh, Campman on the offensive line. Uh, I love what Pettin did. I loved uh, Jair Alexander on Tariq Cohen. Um, I, I thought that they just made a lot of good moves when it came to the, the halftime adjustments. It has to be, there has to be the, the combination of all those things just seem to work because the team we saw in the first half was not the team we saw in the second half.
2: Oh yeah. Big, total momentum tilt. It was, it was a total shift.
1: <laughs> Claim and, and those, those kind of was oh, terrible man. the whole game though.
2: <laughs> he was a total liability. Yes. And, and he was, he was not, he couldn't contain the run and he couldn't press the pocket and he, and like you saw on two touchdowns, he missed tackles. Yeah. I, I, I don't know what to say about him. I mean, I mean, maybe you got to move him back inside. Um, but, he uh, yeah, he, looked, or
1: something. he, he just, looked worse
2: than Leonard Floyd looked on the other side. who was just doing yeah. spin moves inside Bakhtiari's <laughs> bear hug the whole game.
1: The whole time. Yeah. He just he you know to to have such an unimpactful game, and then your one impact was spearing tr- Trubisky oh, at, yeah. the, at a fourth yeah. down. Like what? Seriously, that's what you're gonna come. That's what you're gonna come with because you are frustrated because you are not the same player you used to be, and you decided to jeopardize the entire game. I mean, realistically, the Bears had multiple chances to win this game.
2: Um, oh yeah, Kendall, a, that Kendall uh, that
1: Fuller. The fuller
2: Drop dropped. Yeah. Wow. Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> Got away with that.
1: Yeah. That one. And,
2: and you Trubis- know, Trubisky turned back into a pumpkin in the second half. And, uh, I think Najee didn't help at all. I mean, Jordan Howard and Tre' cone were averaging 5.1 yards per carry at that point. And then they're, they're throwing on like third and one and fourth and one and stuff. And I, I get, you want to do, you want to, you want to be Andy Reid North and you want to kind of, uh, you want to turn Tariq cone into Kareem hunt. And you want to turn, uh, trey burton into kelsey um but man just pound the ball you're like yeah. I, so, so i mean we got away with something there and uh i mean that's fine that happens it's football but uh you you got to see something this week um to, you got to play a complete game otherwise you can't win against the vikings
1: no and i kind of compared um the first half of the bears game or the, the bears game in general to uh kind of like the first day of school uh for kids you know they come in, they got all the new fresh shoes, the brand new backpack, and all these new things, and then, and then the second day they come in and they're they're right back to being the scrubby little teamy kid that you know. Um, everyone looks mm-hmm. good right off the bat. I think Neji came out, uh, pulled out all those little tricks, all those little best plays, kind of played his hand the first half, and we were able to adjust to it. And then he kind of reverted back into, oh, no, this actually isn't going to work. Um, yeah. Yeah. I, I, I don't know. Maybe that's it. Maybe it's, I don't know what happened. It just, it, it astonishes me that they can be so dominant on both sides of the ball for, for, for one half and then completely resort back to the classic bears in, in the second half. It just it blows my mind.
2: Well, whoever, whoever did scheduling this year, I'm actually kind of uh, really excited for a lot of these week two storylines. Um, I think when the Seahawks come to Chicago, we're going to see who's fake and who's real there. Um, like the saints have a game that I think is, you know, we're going to like the saints got routed by uh, fits magic, uh, yeah. down in Tampa. So, I mean, I think there's, there's a lot of storylines. You're kind of going to see, uh, what happens and that's, and that's Seattle. the NFL, like the first few weeks you can steal games. And, uh, I think this front seven on, on Chicago can, they can win games for them if they, if they get smarter about managing the game.
1: I'm glad we got them at their worst for right now. Cause I don't think they're going to be oh, yeah. that easy going down the road and, and and you kind of alluded to it a little bit ago, but we go right from Chicago's defense to Minnesota's defense. Um, and that's not really <laughs> not any better. And we have Rogers potentially playing. Uh, what is your take on that? Do you think he comes? Do you think he plays? What do you got? I
2: think just the way he's, well, first of all, I think, like, it, you kind of look, again, like, he's guaranteed money, and that's why he walked out in the second half. He's already been paid, and uh, I think he's going to – it's just kind of guy he is, so uh, I think he's definitely going to play. Um, I, I, he doesn't really need to practice. I mean, a lot of veterans don't, but uh, I think he'll be a little bit limited. I think we're going to try and get a lot of timing going. I was a little bit disappointed with how ineffective our running game seemed last week. So uh, we'll see what we can do there, but uh, man, and and you know I was I was watching uh, Denell Hunter last week, uh, who had 13 sacks last year, 12 and a half sacks, and uh, all these all these studs now are on the left end, and they're all going against right tackles. Yeah. So like Khalil Mack, Von Miller, Cliff Averill, J.J. Watt, Joey Bosa, um, Vic Beasley, all those guys rush, you know, the weaker tackle. So for those guys to stay healthy, I mean, I think, you know, Bakhtiari is like still one of the better left tackles uh, in the league, but I mean, we need those guys to stay healthy and we need, and we need better interior line play too, because we need to, we need to get some chunk runs going.
1: The Packers brought in Mercedes Lewis, who was such a great blogger. I didn't see him out there nearly as much as I expected. He- yeah, he
2: was only on the field for uh what seven snaps? Yeah. Six or seven snaps. And um yeah, I don't know. I mean it's it's
1: I mean after the first I, I, felt laps, like, I feel I thought they have to put some some help on that side.
2: Yeah, but I mean I mean I was also looking at how long those plays were and and how deep downfield the route started. There was not a lot of underneath routes. Like you could kind of see how frustrated Rogers was before he got hurt. Um, there was just not a lot of uh, options other than kind of deep, deep fades, which uh, works with Jordy and it works with the play action game, but McCarthy called a much better. I mean, I mean, uh, yeah, I mean, we called a much better game in the second half and, uh, and part of that was due to the injury. So we almost got better because uh, Rogers was limited. And you, you listen to a lot of like conspiracy theorists like uh, Colin Cowherd is always trying to like manipulate stats to come up with some crazy incendiary uh, you know uh, clickbait thing, and he's just talking about how uh, when Rodgers improvises that, that 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 that's when we lose, which is insane to say. But um, they, I mean they really did look like the timing routes were there. Um, they they had a lot more going on underneath. Uh, we talked about a little bit last week like with the new helmet rule everything over the middle and like possession receivers just get a whole lot more valuable. And, uh, with, with Cobb's run and Devante's run too. I mean, that's, that's really what you want to see out of those guys. Cause they're not going to, they're not going to beat uh, bracket coverage with like a Harrison Smith over the top or whoever over the top. Like they're not going to get to you your, I mean, Geronimo Allison has, has great speed and that was an amazing catch, but, uh, you know, we gotta, we gotta sort of, manipulate the defense and find space and they really they really did that in the second half
1: if we go up on minnesota can kirk do enough to bring them back to win or are they so reliant on that defense that they have to go up early
2: i i think their offensive line is a huge question and i think that they they have great skill position players. And I think like Dalvin cook is kind of a matter of how long can they protect him before he gets hurt. Um, yeah. And, and Kirk has never really had like a, a defense like this before. So I think they're going to kind of like, he's going to start taking, he's going to become kind of an Alex Smith actually, ironically, uh, who looked great last week, by the way. Um, I think he's going to start just sort of, uh, not taking those risks because he's going to have faith in his defense to, to be awesome. And, um, that's where you really hope that we can get some big chunk plays. We can get kind of break the field on them. And, uh, yeah, if we get, if we get like a two score lead, um, or, or even just kind of can maintain a one touchdown lead, uh, then then you're going to see him making some mistakes because when he feels pressured to make plays or when he feels pressured, uh, to come up big in the clutch, like his, his clutch stats, aren't that, uh, aren't that great. And his, his record in the playoffs, isn't that great. And, uh, you can kind of see when, when the lights are on, he, he's got to prove it. And I think, I think Washington made the right call by franchising him like multiple times because he didn't really prove it, and uh, they moved on. And, um, you know, I think he's got a much better team around him now, but uh, we'll see what he can do because still, that's still the most important position in football, and uh, you win or lose the game with your quarterback.
1: Jerry Kramer gets his name in the ring. Tomorrow at Lambeau Field, will you be there?
2: I'm not. I'm not coming up. We had to. We had to change our plans. I'm. <gasps> I'm a little disappointed in that. But uh, yeah, man. I mean, I played. I played guard, man. And and uh, man, we had some good ones. We had some really good ones.
1: Do you have any other final thoughts before we get to this uh, this Minnesota person?
2: Uh, You know, I just, I just hope, uh, I hope we put it together. Um, I really hope that uh, we find some magic on defense. We find guys like a guy like Harrison Smith, who can really take over a game or just go get a ball when he needs it. Uh, And I think Jair Alexander uh, could be the guy. And, you know, I was, I was kind of impressed by them. And, and I think by our, by our rookie uh, corners. And I think uh, I, I really hope that they develop. I mean, they need to develop for us to win. But uh, yeah. And, and, and really just don't get hurt more, Aaron, like don't get hurt more. <laughs> that's, that's, right. that's all I got to say about that.
1: It's just terrible because I feel like it's going to be so nerve wracking every single time the ball is snapped because I'm going to be just so afraid of him getting hurt. And it almost makes it a little unfun, if that makes sense, uh, just because it, it's going to be so intense. Um do you think that we can still beat him even with the status of Aaron Rodgers?
2: I do. I do. And I, th- I think it comes down to those, those timing routes. Like if you watched uh, what Kyle Shanahan did to them last week with a lot worse uh, receivers, um, the guys were getting open all over the field. And uh, it's pretty easy to pick apart a, a zone right now in the middle of the field because uh, you know, the helmet rule is, it's a big rule. It's kind of, it's kind of changing the way uh, teams are playing. And um, Kyle Shanahan used a bunch of uh, play action and use a bunch of uh, sort of moving screens and stuff like that. Um, and that's, that's kind of what you need to see against these guys. You need to like keep the safeties from blitzing, you know, keep the linebackers from, from turning up field um, and uh, get some running game going. Uh, and then you can kind of use some trickery and, that's how you beat a team like this. That's how you beat a really good defense. Keep them on their heels. Prediction? Ooh, I don't know. Do you do you allow uh, losing predictions?
1: Oh my goodness!
2: No, I, I'm just I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding.
1: Sir, um, I will meet you in about two seconds.
2: I think if we score twenty points, we're gonna we can win. If we can score three times, it's like the playoffs for us. Um, so, so I'll go, uh, 24, 20 pack.
1: You really think we're going to lose?
2: I don't know. I just think if there's any chance that, that Aaron could, could worsen his injury or, uh, if, if like the game gets a little bit out of hand and, and, and people aren't showing up to play, which, which they better, uh, that it's probably smarter to like, you know, sit him down. Yeah. I and agree. I think I think if that happens, yeah, I think if that happens then then yeah, we're gonna lose. Um, but Deshaun Kaiser is better than he showed last week. Um, but but still not not starter level.
1: All right, man. Let's uh let's take a minute and get a quick what, word from our sponsor. Oh, go for it.
2: What's what's your prediction? My prediction? Yeah, what do you think?
1: Um, I'm gonna uh, da, na, 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 na. I'm gonna go thirty seventeen. Ooh. Uh, I think I think that we establish a run. Uh, and I think it screws everything up and I think the play action then comes in a hand and I think Aaron Rodgers has less pressure to make so many plays um, and I think that I, I hope so man I think that we kind of just we we get under their skin and we see them kind of not crumble not fall apart um, but we see them struggle a little bit and I don't think that they've had that really too much in the last eight to ten games that they played so um, that's also me being you know extremely biased in a sense but for some reason and I do I do a lot of statistic, statistical probability, but also a lot of gut, and I have just a good feeling about uh, where we're going to go. And I think there's so much expectation on one hand or the other about what's going to happen, how the game will go, what Aaron can do. And I think if if McCarthy is smart, which is a huge if, he will find a way to not put the entire game on Aaron Rodgers' shoulders. And I know it sounds yeah. ridiculous because it is Aaron Rodgers, and most of the time the game is on Aaron Rodgers' shoulders. But if there's a way that him and Philbin can make some type of uh, game plan so that it doesn't have to be so Aaron Rodgers. Similar to what right. did. Right, even, even if he's pass. a
2: decoy throwing screens and throwback For patterns sure. screen, and stuff like that.
1: Uh, like, get the run game going, get some type of different uh, short, quick passes using a right. lot of uh, – like you kind of mentioned, a lot of different – um, formations and uh, putting different guys in motion and, and kind of making the defense play their card and, and seeing where they're at and, and then just kind of attacking it. But to to think that we're going to go in there and see uh, Aaron Rodgers' heroics, I don't think we're going to see those. I don't think we're going to see those eight, nine, 10-second plays. Um, it's going to have to be relatively non-exciting I think but I think it will be consistent yeah. and I yeah. think you kind of just beat down on them beat down on them beat down on them and let them get to that point because that's kind of how it started last week with the Bears is we were kind of it started off in classic Aaron Rodgers let me roll this way roll that way come back around look for five seconds right throw it out of bounds um and then the pass rush just goes oh this is all day let's go let's get after him you start running it which they didn't do last week but I think they could maybe do this week along with those quick passes, it just chopped at these defensive guys. And you started to see the lack of explosion on these, these edge rushers from Chicago. Right. And I think if they can try to replicate that, I know you can't do the exact same thing because teams aren't that dumb, but I think if you can mirror it to a degree um, and break them down, I, being in Lambo is a big difference as well too. I, if it was in Minnesota, I probably wouldn't give you a prediction, which usually means that I'm not feeling terrible. right. Um, but I think in yeah. Lambo, I think I just have a, we grew up in a world where Lambo was undefeated. And so I mm-hmm. still have that in my mind. Where, and it's not nearly good yeah, anymore, but that makes I was at that
2: game where, where Michael Vick broke that in the playoffs where he broke <sighs> the, the purity. Kabir Bajimi, KGB, missing that sack. Yeah. You heard glass break.
1: Oh. Oh. way to bring up a shitty memory, dude. <laughs> well,
2: well, it's. I mean, you know, but, you want to talk hey, about Eli had-
1: or Eli or? Anybody oh else? my
2: god, Eli had to walk through twice to get to get his rings, and uh, both games we should have won. Uh, and you know, I got we got to hold ourselves accountable, Fred. We got you know, you can't just ignore the past, and. Uh, I know. That's a, that's another thing about Khalil Mack, man. You're talking about getting these guys tired. He was on a snap count and he wasn't in camp. Like, I do not want to see him later in the season. I don't want to play against him again.
1: No. Um.
2: No. And, I, and I know he did. He blew the game up against the Sean Kaiser. And and here's another like the the guys rushing right tackles get strip sacks all the time. But uh, yeah, I don't want to see him again. I don't want to see him when he's in form.
1: It's terrifying. I have nightmares yeah full-fledged like waking up crying screaming mac in the middle of the night kind of stuff it's not right dude all right so should we get should we finally get to this minnesota guy
2: yeah sounds good let's get him on
1: all right let's take a quick word from our sponsor and when we come back we will talk to some type of viking fan or something or another from minnesota
2: what's up packer fans ryan batley from the ground round grill and bar here proud sponsor of The Sweep and the Fuzzy Thurston Sportsman Award. Packer season is here and we're your one-stop shop for entertainment needs. 21 TVs, happy hour seven days a week, daily specials
0: like Tuesday Bogo Burgers, and stellar service from our team that's going to make sure you leave happy. If you plan to catch the game action at home, check out our full delivery
2: service offered daily, including breakfast delivery on the weekends. If you're heading north on game day, Play it safe with our Packer tailgate bus. 20 bucks will get you safely to and from Lambeau Field, plus a free beer when you get back. Call to reserve your seat
0: at 920-725-1010. Thread, it's back to you. Go Pack Go.
1: We are back with Eric Thompson from the SB Nation's Daily Norseman. Welcome to the show, my man.
0: Thanks for having me on, guys.
1: I got to be honest with you. Let's just throw our cards on the table. My my hatred for the Vikings has consumed me for quite some time. (laughs) I have never met a Viking fan that I have liked. But to be fair, I don't usually surround myself around Viking fans for a reason. So I'm hoping you can turn that around. There's no pressure. (laughs) Uh, But I'm hoping that we can have some type of uh, civility here because I get a little testy with the Vikings fans. And I think that's just a tribute to our... You know awesome rivalry that we've built here um but i want to quick ask you one question before we get into the the american football i saw you're a soccer fan what team do you represent when it comes to soccer
0: well uh we do have the the minnesota united fc uh for the mls here um i follow them just because they're the local team but uh not too seriously I have a very odd uh, Premier League team that I follow, which is uh, West Ham United. Oh, um, they're oh, nice. they're they're not very good. They're <laughs> they're supposed to be better this year, but they haven't won a single game yet so far through the first four. Um, I actually got to go um, when the Vikings played in London uh, last year. I went to the Vikings game, um, but then the day, day before that, I went to see uh, West Ham play against Crystal Palace the the day before. So that was a really it was a cool bucket list thing. So yeah, it's a uh, not a great start. They have a new coach and a bunch of uh, new players that they were supposed to be good, but uh, it's been a rough start for them. So it's, it's nice to have uh, the positivity around the Vikings to balance that out because the the soccer team doesn't look too great.
1: Have you seen uh, Green Street Hooligans?
0: That is uh, one of the main reasons why I became a West Ham. All right. Just, yes.
1: Fair, fair. I am Manchester United. Um, I have been Manchester United for, oh my gosh, probably 15 years. So I am not, maybe a little longer than that. Uh, I'm not a recent or semi-recent I guess you could say fan of them um I didn't join the bandwagon is what I'm trying to get at
0: um <laughs> well, so yeah that's not, that's not a huge bandwagon, bandwagon over the last few years so if you're still it's, around that's pretty, that's relatively speaking email, yeah
1: Cam you rock
3: soccer yeah I'm a I'm a Tottenham fan
0: all right oh, well I, I got to meet some of those players this uh, they came to Minnesota before the uh they had a game against AC Milan, and a uh, oh, right. bunch of the players came and to Vikings training camp, so that was a pretty cool experience. Even though Tottenham is the, you know, kind of the arch rival of West Ham, it was pretty right. cool to meet some of the players. Right.
1: Well, feel, feel free to throw punches on both levels of football here. <laughs> yeah, there we go. American or over the seas. Um, let me start off with Kirk Cousins um because i think that's obviously the the centerpiece of it's not the centerpiece of your team obviously your defense is but a huge deal in the offseason is kirk cousins a legit quarterback because i think from our point of view and even the the viewpoint of the nfl and the fans around the nfl is he's kind of a geeky nerdy guy and he's the butt of a lot of jokes um is he a legit quarterback or is he just kind of is he the perfect quarterback for the vikings
0: I don't know about the perfect quarterback for the Vikings, but I think with all the options they had in front of them uh, going into the off season, Kirk Cousins was definitely the most, the sure thing and the biggest sure thing, which is kind of crazy to say when you guaranteed somebody $84 million uh, to, to make sure that that was the least risky uh, maneuver. (laughs) But with Sam Bradford and Teddy Bridgewater, as much as a lot of people within the organization, a lot of the fans like Teddy Bridgewater, you didn't really know with his knee if he was ever going to be back to 100%. Same thing with Bradford after just getting kind of the fluke knee injury that he never really recovered from last year. And Case Keenum, as great as of a ride that was last year, it makes you kind of wonder if it was sustainable. Um, so having Kirk Cousins there, it's it's definitely the – I think the his floor was definitely the highest. I, I think there was a less chance for the Vikings to really take a step back with Cousins at the helm. That said, you the geeky and nerdy part, that's – pretty true (laughs) like that's he's he's kind of a dork but it's 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 kind of endearing like he's uh seems like a really good guy like one I mean I've joked around after training camp that I can't wait to vote for him for uh senator when he retires because he I mean he has his answers are very polished he's yeah it's, it's kind of a dork but uh it's he's now that he's the Vikings quarterback it's kind of well now he's our dork but um, as far as him being the best, uh, you know, one of the better, if, if he's going to live up to that eighty-four million dollars, that's definitely remains to be seen. Got off to a pretty good start. Uh, it wasn't outstanding in Week One against San Francisco, but he did what this uh, he needed to do to do in order for this team to compete. Because again, you mentioned already, the centerpiece of this team is the, that Mike Zimmer's defense. That is going to be what carries the, the Vikings there. Kirk Cousins has to be very good. He doesn't have to be great. He doesn't have to be one of the very best. He doesn't have to do, you know, you know, kind of what Aaron Rodgers has to do in the Packers, is kind of carry that team. All he has to do is take care of the ball, not make the mistakes. Of course, that was kind of the knock on him in Washington. He didn't really have, you know, the, he doesn't have a playoff resume, and he kind of wilted under certain uh, falls pressure situations. So, yeah. But um, so far, so good. It remains to be seen if it's going to be worth that huge contract. But, uh, again, he doesn't have to be perfect. He just has to be good enough.
1: It seems to be the trend in in the NFL lately. Um, we kind of talked about it last week when we played the Bears and how it's a defensive uh, defense-first team uh, with a media, mediocre quarterback. Um, are you concerned at all with the money that they gave him that you guys will be able to – not retain everyone on that defense. I think you guys have a pretty good amount of guys coming up in free agency over the
0: next two years. Am I right? Well, the crazy part is a lot of them have already been re-signed. I, that was the really the, the kind of the the fan uh, feedback was that oh well now that Cousins has all this money, they're going to have some of their big players walk in free agency. But they they've already re-signed Daniel Hunter, their uh, real the talented young pass rusher. They've already re signed Stephon Diggs. They already re signed Eric Kendricks. The only big one that's coming up uh, that's going to be a free agent next year is Anthony Barr. So and he's kind of, it seems like the team is just going to try to make him play for his new contract. And of course, Sheldon Richardson came into town on a one year deal, kind of a prove it deal. Uh, that, he had an amazing week one. So if he keeps playing like that, that um, might be tough to pay him. But somehow the Vikings staggered out their cap space enough where it's, they were able to sign most of their core guys. So it really is kind of during this three-year window of Kirk Cousins fully guaranteed contract, they're set up pretty well for the next few years. It's going to get really expensive when some of those other players come up for their next contract, but they have a lot of their core players uh, locked up at least. I mean, I think um, through the 2020 season, a, you know, a vast majority of their uh, big important players are re signed. So, um, that was definitely the concern after bringing cousins in; they were going to have enough money. But so far, um, Rob Brzezinski should win a Nobel Prize for what he does to the Vikings' uh, cap space because he has really worked some magic with that. Yeah, he's definitely, um,
3: he's definitely a magician. And and the fact that that defense is still so young, I mean, you've, you've kind of neglected the offensive line, so we'll see how that what happens. Yep. There. But uh, the fact that that defense is still so young, and you have so many talented guys we were talking last week You have five pro bowlers and there's like a few more guys who are probably valid candidates in a bigger market.
0: Um, yeah, exactly. I mean, especially with the, the cornerbacks that they have just the depth there. Oh yeah. I mean, the McKenzie Alexander would be uh, he's a, he's a definitely a fine nickel corner and he's fighting for his job with the first round rookie that they brought in in Mike Hughes. And when you have Trey Waynes and Xavier Rhodes on the outside, it's just a, it's an embarrassment of riches out in that position. I hate it. <laughs> I'm gonna
1: be honest, you, I hate
0: it. you guys got a couple good ones though I think this year. I I am kind of glad that this game is taking place in week 2 because uh, I think uh your your two rookie corners are going to be good but they're probably still going to have a couple growing fans. I thought they had a pretty good showing in week 1, but there was a couple times uh you know that Allen Robinson got behind them but uh, it's I that's obviously you the most Packers fans that I've talked to that's the, and well and the addition by subtraction of Dom Capers as well. So you got to be excited on oh, yeah. that side of the ball. Oh, definitely.
1: That's where it starts. The Dom Capers being gone, I think, is what gave us all a little bit more hope going into the season. Um, I've been kind of keeping an eye on social media with everything. Obviously, with the Rodgers thing, which I'll get to in just a minute. Um, but I've seen this this constant battle between Green Bay fans, Minnesota fans, even some, some writers And they've been breaking down positions and who they give the nod to, whether the Packers are better or the Vikings are better. I want to get your opinion on who you think uh, is better at each position. So let's start with the offensive line. Who takes the cake in that?
0: Um, Actually, that was one of the – in my big preview article I posted on Thursday on Daily Norseman, that was uh, one of the first positions I started at. Nice. Um, That's definitely – that goes to the Packers, especially. With how both lines are constructed right now, because the Packers have the continuity. Um, they have most of, the, I think, all five starters back from last year, correct? Or, well, um, it, one of your guards was kind of a backup, wasn't he? Justin uh, McCray, yeah. Yeah, McCray. But um, he, he got quite a bit of playing time last year. Your bookend tackles are still, you know, Blaga is still very good when he's healthy and he appears to be healthy. And uh, David Bakhtiari is still one of the best left tackles in the league. And that, those two alone kind of separate the unit. And the Vikings right now, um, they're, they're not 2016 bad, but they're, uh, it was definitely a concern. Especially The, the pass blocking has actually been – it was decent in the preseason. It was okay in week one. I don't think it's going to be a giant problem this year. But um, the, the stat of the day uh, was Dalvin Cook had 40 yards rushing and 45 r- yards rushing after contact. So right. that was – he was getting hit in the backfield almost every time. So um, Pat Alfine is going to be out. He's actually the only player that's going to be out this – this week, which is the uh, Vikings are nice and healthy going in, but that's a really important position. Obviously the guy that they're starting, uh, the same guy is going to be Brett Jones, who the Vikings picked up late in the preseason. Uh, he's been okay. Uh, I, I knew he was going to be pretty decent, especially for what the Vikings gave up only a seventh round pick for him. When Giants fans on Twitter were kind of complaining, like, well, well <laughs> why did they get rid of him for just that? But the the interior of the line is definitely uh, still in flux. They have Tom Compton right now at left guard who. Hasn't really been impressive. Um, he did. He had got beat really bad uh, once by DeForest, DeForest Buckner uh, last week, which will happen. And I think uh, Mike Daniels and in your interior line will have uh, quite a bit to say there. And Rashad Hill has been uh, decent at best at right at right tackle. Mike grammers has been pretty good at right guard. I'd still prefer that he would actually push out to right tackle, but the team seems to prefer him at right guard. And the um, yeah, and so it's it's definitely in flux. I think when Elfline returns, it sounds like he'll be back in the next week or two. That'll be a big help. And we'll see what they do. If they push Jones out to that left guard position or they keep Elfline there. But as of right now, it's definitely got to be the Packers running back. Um, I think i I like the variety that the, the Packers can show. I mean that yeah. you have three runners that can definitely do uh different, well for this week, only two kind of, you're just because, uh, uh, do Jones. still have the one? That, yeah, he's still suspended. But uh, yep. um, I, I think I'd give the edge there to the Viking, just because um, Dalvin Cook is back and he looks like he's back to 100. percent Again, he's going to need some running lanes. He's not a miracle worker, but um, that run that he had—it uh, was a great run up, right up until he fumbled. It was uh, gave us little Adrian Peterson flashbacks, unfortunately, with that fumble. But otherwise, uh, Cook is—he looks like you know. That first-round talent they managed to get in the second round last year. And Latavius Murray has been really impressive. He's, he's gotten a little leaner. He seems a lot quicker. Um, he had actually a, pretty nice, a few nice runs against the 49ers. He actually ended up with more rushing yards last week. So um, as much as I like the, the variety that uh, you know, the people like Ty Montgomery provide, I'd have to give the, the edge there to the Vikings.
1: I think my only concern is just the Dalvin Cook injury. Is he going to come back? I mean, he, like you said, he looked good to a degree last week, um, but I still get nervous with it. I would go with the Packers because of the fact that we have the three-headed monster there. Um, but, yeah, I mean, if, if Dalvin Cook comes back and in, in back to where he was last year, uh, I, I mean, it, you guys would have another fantastic running back, mm-hmm. um, which you guys seem to be just bringing in and out all the time. Um, next, receivers. Um, I want to hear what you guys say on this.
0: I think that one's close. I, I could see arguments for for both sides there. I think both sides are very good at wide receiver. Um, again, it's one of those chicken or the egg things. When you have someone like Rodgers, that you've seen so many wide receivers leave the Packers and then kind of not put up the numbers that they put up in Green Bay, so you you wonder how much of it is the having just number twelve back there. But Devonte Adams is really developing into one of the better wide receivers in the league. He can do a lot of different things. He can go deep. He can catch things across the middle. Jeronimo um, Allison had a pretty nice game on Sunday night. That was, uh, and it's nice to see. Uh, I'm sure for you guys at least, uh, the return of Randall Cobb uh, back in, into the mix. So again, a, a pretty diverse group that can do a lot of different things, especially across the middle. And I, um, if the Packers are smart, they're going to be getting the ball out of uh, Rodgers' hands very pretty quickly. I think there's going to be a lot of shotgun, a lot of things coming in out of the slot, those quick hits. And the Packers are definitely well built for that. The Vikings, uh, I think for my money, have one of the better one, two punches in the league with Adam Thielen and Stefan Diggs. They can do just about everything. Um, They, it's amazing that a fifth rounder and an undrafted free agent are the centerpieces of that passing offense, but they are really uh, set nicely for that. I mean, Adam Thielen's current contract is basically highway robbery, what he's getting paid compared to the other top receivers. So that's a really good one-two punch, but it does definitely drop off after that because Laquan Treadwell um, came, you know, he was the first round pick a couple years ago, just hasn't done anything to justify that pick yet. He had a really nice preseason. I thought he was coming on pretty well. It looks like he was going to make some contributions, but he got off to a slow start in week one, just two catches for 18 yards. So that, the, that remains to be seen if he can uh, be any kind of uh contributor. Um, so I, I think the, the Packers have better depth there, but I, I would take the top, you know, those first two wide receivers. I really like that one, two punch of Diggs and Theon.
1: What is the deal with Treadwell?
0: It's I, a lot of it is, I think those first two years where he came in, Oh, Hey, I'm the first round wide receiver put me in i'm going to be that you know that X wide receiver and mike zimmer doesn't care when you were drafted you have to perform and i think it was a lot of it was attitude it, he just didn't have that mindset where he had to go out and earn it and he was banged up a little bit especially his rookie year he didn't he um didn't see a lot of the field seems like he's doing all that the off the field stuff a lot better this preseason he's doing and saying the right things he's never going to be the speed uh, speed demon that goes way you know beats you deep a lot but um what the Vikings really hope they can get out of him is one of those really good possession wide receivers. He's a big guy, uses his body well, has great hands. It's just, for whatever reason, it, it's been um, just really slow going for him. Again, part of that is being behind two really good wide receivers and just not getting a lot of, as many snaps and targets. But he hasn't done a ton with the targets that he has had. And I actually posted an article about him on Tuesday. It just really covered one play in particular where um, – Treadwell actually it dropped He dropped a pass that was a little behind him, but when you looked at the All-22 film, it was actually that pass was not supposed to go for Treadwell in the first place. Kyle Rudolph was running a crossing route behind him, but Treadwell got started out slowly and was basically in the way of Cousins' pass on a third down. And they had to settle for a field goal right after that. So it's the things like that he has to clean, clean up his assignments. I really think um, he has to... It's it's between his ears. He has some ability. He can definitely be a contributor, but he really has to get his mind right before he can uh, be a meaningful contributor to the team.
3: Definitely seems like it's all head game with
0: him. Uh, what mm-hmm. do you think
3: about uh, Rudolph and uh, Jimmy Graham? I mean, I love Rudy. I believe you guys call him Rudy, right?
0: Yep. Yeah, that's uh, Rudolph the, re- the Red Zone Reindeer. That's right. one of my favorite <laughs> ones. <laughs> but, um... Bo- both those guys are christian <laughs> <up>. Yep. <Yeah. Yeah. laughs> I'd I'd say for both um, the I guess you know output-wise, both tight ends kind of had a disappointing week one. Uh, Rudolph did get the touchdown, but that was his only catch of the game. Um, Going back and looking at the film, actually uh, Matthew Kohler of the fifteen hundred ESPN here in uh, the Twin Cities did a really good job of of breaking down all the different ways that Rudolph lined up. He lined up in the slot. He lined up actually outside for a handful of plays, and just you know at the tight end position too. So. John Filippo, the new offensive coordinator, is really he—he has a reputation for um, putting guys in a lot of different positions, and that's definitely what he did. I think the Vikings used um, eight different uh, personnel combinations at least three snaps last week, so they really try to mix it up. And Rudolph uh, is—he's pretty versatile. Still not the best uh, runner, pass blocker, but they don't really ask him to do a lot of that. So um, there was a couple plays in the run game where. Um, Rudolph was asked to block Eric Armstad and it did not go well <laughs> that was one of the a couple of the plays that Cook had for loss but um, as a pass catcher he's still um, especially in the red zone he, he's uh, a good guy to go to Jimmy Graham of course has that reputation of being and he kind of had a resurgence um, last year it, it seems like the Packers have this propensity to get these kind of oh, this, this tight end, he's going to be the one to hook up with Rodgers. And they just never pan out as much as you'd think they would. And so far, you know, again, this, you're only one game in. I think Jimmy Graham, especially with um, the Vikings pass rush that they have, I think Jimmy Graham is going to be targeted a lot more this week. But uh, right now I think both are good options, but maybe uh, you'd like to see more from both so far after one week.
1: Do we have to do quarterback?
0: Well, I mean, the, like who's who's better? No, we do not have to. No. Do it. <laughs> I, their cousins, we're hoping is going to be good, but we know he is not the. He's not Aaron Rodgers. No, that's that. I mean, it just his status as of right now is still up in the air. He's going to play. By the way, that's he's well, there's I think
1: oh, yeah. if it was anybody else, then we would probably not have to worry about it. But I think considering it's it's the Vikings, we have to play him. Is there a? A genuine respect for him in the viking nation or is it a hatred
0: there's a respect for how good he is i'll say that i mean it's that's okay. undeniable he's one of the best quarterbacks in the league he has been for better part of a decade now like that's that's undebatable um his personality definitely tends to rub the vikings fans the wrong way i he <laughs> personally if he was on my team i would I uh, know I would absolutely love Aaron Rodgers, but he is so bleeping smug. He is, I mean, back to the Purple Crush thing that he's in his press conference when they beat the Vikings, stuff like that. I mean, it's, it's good. That's some great A trolling, I will admit. But he is, uh, he, he definitely rubs his personality if you're playing against him, obviously. I mean, the Vikings fans aren't unique in that. I'm sure he uh, makes Bears fans just as crazy and same with Lions fans. But again, you can't deny how good he is because if he sits out tomorrow, that swings the point spread probably by about seven or eight points by himself. So um, yeah, I, I, it's a, a respect hate relationship I have with him.
1: So it's Rainy Moss for us kind of
0: very much. I'm sure. Yes. Uh, I like, could the, stand
1: Rainy Moss when he played, but I God, he was the, I mean, I, I get in a lot of arguments with people because it's still Jerry Rice to the, to the rest of the world. But for me, growing up in the time I did, and I'm sure all three of us pretty close to it, I mean Randy Moss was just another level, uh, something completely different, and and I absolutely despised him, yet completely respected his game, um, and I get it. And and just to comment, I thought the Purple Crush thing was the greatest thing I've seen <laughs> in a post conference ever. Again, smart. I would love it.
0: I would love if it was if it was my team. But uh, of sure. course, when it's against my team, it, it uh, obviously irked me a little bit. Yes.
3: So you're saying you don't like that.
0: <laughs> <laughs> no. All right. Or, or patent pending. I don't like that. Pat and <laughs> oh, yes. Oh, oh, yes. Kirk cause Speaking of uh, a little dorky, that's so he, he he's filing the trademark that saying you vike that
3: you bike that. Oh my goodness! Yeah, I read the Deadspin. He was trying to do you like that, but I didn't know he's also doing you bike that. Yep.
1: Does he still have the the van?
0: He still does. Yep. That was the um the, the fun story. Still driving that around. And uh, All right, good. Yep. Still lives uh, nice and close to the new Vikings facility. Um, which, by the way, holy cow, going to training camp this year, covering that those new digs. Like that's a it's a recruiting tool now for the Vikings. When they've a couple of these contracts that they've signed, I I get why they can get some deals now because it is state of the art there it's pretty cool
1: all right can we get a prediction uh for the game
0: all right well i already have it down in writing so i can't i can't change my mind now i posted on thursday i think it's going to be a very close game i think it's uh especially with rogers you can't count him out i actually compared him to batman uh and the, the the poor bears were bane last last week just because they they couldn't believe he came back and and crushed them. So um but it with him I, you you can't ever count the 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 Packers out. But I did go through in my article and you know, the Vikings top to bottom, I think it's even a lot of Packers fans I have to admit probably have a lot more talent, but 12 can change that by himself. We've we've seen it way too many times. But I still gave the Vikings uh The edge. I think as long as they take care of the ball, get after Rodgers, and with Rodgers playing, but he'll probably be a little less mobile because that is how he has traditionally really hurt the Vikings is extending plays and kind of doing those those playground kind of touchdowns. And I don't I can't count how many times where he'd scramble around and find Jordy Nelson for a seventy yard touchdown when you know after the first eight seconds of the play were great defense by the Vikings, but of course it eventually breaks down. So my prediction on the site uh, on Daily Norseman was Vikings 23, Packers 20. But again, I, I wouldn't put a ton of money down on it or anything because when Rodgers is involved, especially at Lambeau, I, I could definitely see the, the Packers winning this one too. So I,
3: I kind of want to talk a little bit about last week because uh, Fred and I both watched that 49ers game. And outside of a couple drops from some scrubs and a fumble at the goal line, that was a pretty close game. Do you do you feel yeah. confident coming out of that?
0: I I I felt about as confident as I did. I actually I almost I thought the Vikings' offense was going to have some struggles, which they did. I thought they were going to have to work out some kinks, which they kind of did. But I thought that Cousins would make enough plays, and he met both of those touchdown passes he had were just beautiful passes from the one, the Diggs and Rudolph. But yeah, again, I mean the Vikings. Even after they went up 24 to 6, um, it, they had, of course, their defense, you know, they got four turnovers, but they still, the game was still in the balance because the Vikings, the last 20 minutes of the game, got exactly two first downs. So that was, and one of those first downs was the 49ers stupidly jumping off when everyone in the stadium knew that, that Kirk I mean, Cousins was I mean, just down. trying to get him jumping outside. So that was a concern. And I wrote that in my preview article too. If the Vikings do get a lead, they're going to have to put the game away much better because that's the last thing you want to do. As we saw last Sunday, as you cannot let Aaron Rodgers hang around, you really have to uh, finish the game off because it's going to be very tough to keep him down for more you know, it, no, no lead is safe even when it's late. So if the Vikings can't uh, execute down the stretch a little better, I think they're going to be in trouble because they, they in a way, the game was, wasn't as close overall as, as that 24-16 to 16 score uh, indicates. But like you said, they had, the 49ers had two chances in the red zone uh, early on, especially that, that uh, fumble would have tied the game at 10 right before halftime. They, uh, Alfred Morris fumbles actually for the second straight play in a row. Uh, it, was nice. it was a good play by the Vikings defense. But yeah, I, it could have been a lot closer than it was down the stretch as well.
3: Harrison Smith, I, I can't say enough about that guy. He just keeps getting better. It really seems like he tilts the field on defense. And uh, he can kind of save save you from, from some stuff like that where you're kind of – I felt like Shanahan was really finding space with a lot of like fullbacks and second tight ends and stuff like that. And he just can disrupt that game so much.
0: Yeah, exactly. I mean, Shanahan, I'll give him credit for the – especially when they're a little shorthanded at wide receiver – Shanahan's one of the best at getting people in open space, and yet if uh, uh, George Kittle has a couple of different, you know, there's one long pass that he dropped, and then there's another one that was a bad, pretty bad throw by Garoppolo. It was, it was high, but it did go through Kittle's hands in the end zone. They had to settle for a field goal. But yeah, I mean, when you have Harrison Smith, holy cow, he can you you can line well. He does line up everywhere. He, he disguises the coverage because I mean, half the time he'll be way back, and all of a sudden he's blitzing or he's right at the line of scrimmage, look like he's going to blitz. And all of a sudden he's playing back in a cover two coverage. You can disguise so much with him. He is just the perfect center fielder out there for the Vikings defense. He's really kind of what makes it go. What gives them the, you know, he's, there's a lot of talent, obviously all over the Vikings defense, but with, without Harrison Smith, they, he's really the, the straw that stirs the drink there because he is so versatile. Uh, for my money, the, the best safety in the NFL right now, he, uh, course the, the pro bowl voters didn't think that he was had to be an alternate to get voted in even though he made the all pro team but uh he is he is definitely i think that if i had to pick the best player on the vikings i would probably have to say harrison yeah no doubt about it
1: all right man we appreciate you coming on uh let our listeners know where we can find you
0: um yeah uh, all my work is at daily i have uh All the Viking-centric stuff, but of course, uh, there's plenty. I do cover uh, the Packers pretty in my preview this week, so you can check that out. And uh, you can always follow along. And uh, if you are a Packers fan, you can taunt me on Twitter. It's at Eric underscore J underscore Thompson.
1: All right, man. Thanks for coming on. You you weren't so bad for a Viking guy.
0: (laughs) I get that a lot from Packers fans. So that's probably about the highest compliment I can get, right? It is. It absolutely (laughs) is well you guys weren't too bad for a packers podcast that's for sure so thanks for having (laughs) uh, thank you so much for having me on it was a blast all right have a good one man all right you too all
1: right guys that was eric thompson from the daily norseman um not nearly as bad as i thought it was i have a little bit of blood on my tongue from biting i think the more we have him on i i I will lose i was trying to be nice cameron i was trying to be nice i
3: feel i feel a little dirty fred i feel a little dirty
1: I do too. I feel like my wife knows and my kids, like my son's going to be so mad at me when he hears this. I'm hoping he doesn't listen. He doesn't usually, but if when he gets older, it's going to come back to bite me in the butt. (laughs) It
2: sucks. It just sucks. I'm sure he'll forgive you, Fred. I'm sure he'll forgive you. Knowledgeable fan. Nice guy. You know?
1: No. Yeah. And he didn't have like the, the Viking horn thing, which usually sets me into a, a rage. That's good. To be honest with you though, I've, I've, uh, I've gotten into a lot of fights at Lambeau with Vikings fans, which I don't, it makes sense. Uh, I just, I can't stand them, but yeah, just he was walk great. Away, Fred.
2: Be, I know he's a bigger be man. Better.
1: I gotta be better than that. Now that I have a family, I do not get in fights and I'll be honest with you. I don't think I've probably won many of them either, but he was great. Uh, I, just I, didn't, say, I just
2: say wide right as I run away.
1: <laughs> yes. Yeah. That's the way to do it. Um, they're just such a weird, they're a weird brand of people. I don't, I don't quite understand them. They're delusional. Uh, they talk crap about your quarterback and then they, they steal him uh, two years after that. It's really weird. Um, but anyway, he was cool. I, I really appreciate it. I'm sure we'll have him on again. He might end up being our Minnesota guy cause he's probably the only guy I'll talk to now. Um, but yeah, thanks to him coming on. Uh, I got any, uh, any other final thoughts before we sign off for the day?
2: You know, I'm, uh, I'm anxious to see how it shakes out. I guess we're, you don't really know until, uh, until they start slapping pads, but uh, we'll see. We'll see if, if if both teams can play a complete game. It's going to be a good one.
1: I want two and zero. All right, go pack, go.
2: Yep, go pack.